Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Brilliant. Now, first thing we're going to do this morning, uh, remember as last week, don't get too comfortable just listening. This is going to be very participatory. That's a long word, isn't it? Wow, I managed to get that out. Uh, a lot of participation and interaction, sharing and praying together uh, over the next 40, 35, 40 minutes or so, okay? Um, so, firstly, what I want you to do, get into twos, okay? And what I want you to do is share a highlight from the last week. Since we were last together, we're obviously praying and fasting. Um, we're having encounter nights, we're praying, we're sharing life together. We're out and about in our life and sharing life. So what's a highlight in the last week? Something that has been great, something you want to celebrate, something you want to thank God for, okay? But maybe also something that's been a bit of a challenge, okay? So get into twos. You've got one minute each to share a highlight and a challenge, but then also pray together, pray for one another. If there's been a challenge, invite God into it, okay? So I'm going to give you about three minutes, three and a half minutes to share your highlights and a challenge, one each, and then pray together, okay? Go. Last week, Colin brought a great kind of first message, if you like, in this whole kind of series that we're unpacking. Uh, three parts to it in terms of the, what we're going to be unpacking over a period of time. The first one is what? Share your, share your life, share your faith and share Jesus. Last week he did kind of part one, if you like, is sharing your life. So this week we're going to, part two, is going to, we're going to be looking at sharing your life or share your life uh, and, and this next kind of step. And last year we... We went through the book of Romans and there was a lot of content, a lot of teaching all the way through last year. And as we come into this year, obviously, of course, is going to be teaching through what we do. But we really sense God saying to us, I want you to be very, very practical about how you then respond to the word and how we live out the word in our, in our lives. So in terms of sharing life, God is, is saying to us, I want you to make space I want you to make room. When we, go, when we give God space, he can fill it. When we give him room, he can do something. And why are we looking at this stuff? Because God doesn't just want to overlay what he wants to do in the context of how we have been living. How we've been living is not wrong, uh, but what God is saying is, in order for me to do what I want to do, You need to make space and you need to make room, which means there's going to be some changes, adjustments in in the way we live, how we spend our time in different ways. And and that is in process already. Uh, And so we're, we're on this walk with God, we're on this journey with him to give him the space so that he can do what he wants to do through our our lives. Now, that obviously can be a bit of a challenge. It can be a bit daunting. Uh, And potentially, or for many of us, it's going to maybe lead us into a bit of unknown in terms of what that's going to look like and what it's going to mean in our lives. How many of you love the unknown? Some of you are going to love it. 
And some of you are going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. Can't we just stay nice and comfy, stay where we are? The natural part of us wants just to, no, no, let's not go there. But uh, how many of you love adventure? How many of you love to watch films that are really adventurous, full of action, and and you're kind of taken from one thing to the next, and you think, this is impossible, he's never going to get out of that. And somehow they get out of it, and they live for for another day. How many of you love films like that? Come on, the rest of you, put your hands up. We all love that stuff. (laughs) What would that film be like if if you had the intro scene and then the the end? What would you think, like, oh, man, I've I've been robbed. I want to go on this emotional roller coaster for two hours and at the end go, oh, I knew it was going to be all right, but I still wanted to go through the journey. Now, some of you are going to hate me saying this. God's going to take us on a journey like that. Some of you are going to go, bring it on. I love that. Roger Green over there has got a massive smile on his face <laughs> because he loves the unknown. It's like, come on. We're... God is going to take us on the unknown. Just want to give you a bit of testimony. So, because that brings up stuff in all of us in different ways, right? Uh, when I was growing up, I was pretty shy. Uh, I, w- I would never, ever speak in a group. Uh, as I was growing up. So you had a group of people, um, I don't mean small groups necessarily, just in, in, a, in a small group setting, a, a meeting kind of thing, but any kind of group, um, I would never volunteer to say anything. Even if people asked me, I'd feel really embarrassed, I'd look down. Um, I didn't think anybody would want to hear anything that I might say or add to the conversation in that kind of thing. And, and on one level, there was a bit of fear of people. What, what, what are they going to think of me if I say something that's different to what they think or whatever? And, uh, and, but within that, I was pretty happy in my, own, in my own company. Just playing, when I was growing up as a kid, playing on my own, doing stuff. I had a few mates and we, we did stuff, but it was mostly going out and playing football. And, uh, and then I'd come back home and just be happy in my own company. When I was about 17 or 18... Um, I started travelling, uh, I was playing the drums, I was drumming at the time, playing the drums, and, and part of, initially for about a year, worked with a guy who, he, his, his ministry focused about around worship and ministry kind of things, and I was, I was the drummer in his worship band or whatever, and in the middle of worship sessions, he would just say things like, you know, be worshipping, there'd be a moment where it may be quietened down a bit or whatever. And, and he would say, Clive, he's the drummer, he's going to come and just give words of knowledge now for people uh, to get healed. And as he, as he's just going to come and bring lots of words of knowledge and, and whoever this is for, I want you to raise your hands and then he's going to pray for you and you're going to get healed. And, and you know, in the middle of that, you're playing the drums and, and, and you hear this, this thing that say, Clive's going to come and give words of knowledge for healing. And, and he's like, is he now? <laughs> right, because he hasn't got any words of knowledge at this moment, you know. Um, or there'd be other t- times where he was like, the, the drummer, he's going to come and he's got prophetic words for different people in the place and he's going to point you out and, and then he's going to prophesy over you and, and things like that. And, and that kind of thing was, was, I was like, oh, please don't do that to me. Do you know? and, but what it, what it did for me, it broke, began to break something in my life. Now, sometimes for things to change in us, we need others to help us. 
Sometimes left to our own devices, we, we kind of like, mm, yeah, I'll stay comfortable. And, and so we need one another to help one another to break through fear barriers, uh, whatever they might be, uh, or things of, I can't do that. Uh, you know, but together we can do things that we can't necessarily do on our own. And, and for me, it, 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 it took me out of my comfort zone. It took me into uncharted waters. It helped me to overcome certain things. But also what I began to realise, even though I grew up in a context where God was doing a lot of stuff and grew up in, in, a, in a whole environment of, of loads of people getting saved, miracles happening, uh, it was a great way to grow up. But you still have to personalise all of that yourself. Just because you live in that environment, doesn't, you can't live a second-hand Christianity. It's got to become first-hand. So I began to grow in, in kind of confidence in my relationship with God, that he wanted to work through me, and it was a step-by-step thing. So where God's taking us, and maybe for many of us, what we're talking about in terms of sharing life is, is a little bit like uncharted water, okay? And if you're in uncharted water, you need some GPS to help the position of, of where you are. You need a gyro compass to head you in the right direction so you know this is where I'm going, I'm, I'm heading, I'm on the correct course. And, and obviously for us, God is that GPS, God is that gyro compass for us, okay? And, and when you're in a ship going into uncharted waters, you have to trust the instruments, you have to trust the, the technology in order to, to be where you need to go, to be in the right place so you don't drop off the end of the world, because you all know the world is flat, yeah? Amen. Just check your listening, okay? It is round. Um, anyway, um, so that's a whole other conversation that's going on these days, isn't it? Um, so in order to take the steps we're taking... We need to trust God. Some of the things we're talking about are so practical and on one level so easy to do because they're just very simple decisions that we put an action to. But even in those simple decisions that on one level might feel challenging because I've not done that before in that way, we still need to trust God in terms of how we we go forward. So like the Israelites, when they went into the promised land, they had to trust what God was saying to them in order to see the outcome, not only that God wanted, but the outcome they wanted as well. God wanted them to come into their promised land. He wanted them to settle and be fruitful and everything else. But they wanted that as well. So what does it say in Joshua 3, verses 2 to 5? It says it, After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. Now, God is giving us some instructions at this time about sharing our lives, our faith in Jesus, right? So he's going through the camp, as it were, and he's speaking. And what does he say? He says, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. What does that mean? It means... God is speaking. When God is speaking, he is moving to do what he is saying he wants to do. So we are hearing him speaking. And so we're saying, okay, Father, because you're speaking that, we're seeing what you want to do. So we are um, basically getting everything ready and we are seeing where you're going and we are moving out from the positions we're in, ready to move forward, all right? Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. 
Now, what is God talking about? Well, we live in our homes, so it's not that we've not lived in our homes before. We've had people around our homes. Maybe, well, we're used to having people around our homes. But maybe there's something God wants to do in our lives and in our homes that we've not seen before. In terms of how we open up to our street, our neighbours, our community, our friends, our work, who knows how God wants to lead this forward. But keep a distance of about 2,000. This is like, don't put your hands on the presence of God in that sense. Then Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves. What does that mean? It means be ready, get ready, get ready. For tomorrow I'm going to do amazing things among you. Unless they did what God said, they wouldn't have seen the amazing things that then took place. God speaks, we respond, and then he does what he says. If we just listen to him, we won't see the amazing things he's speaking about. So if we wait for him to do them, we'll be waiting for a long time. Because he speaks, we respond, he does it. So how many of you want to see amazing things? All we have to do is just respond to him. Sounds simple. Um, Anyway, so why does God want us to share our lives? Let's have a look at Isaiah 61. We're going to get you chatting in a minute, okay? Isaiah 61, first few verses. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Just say that. Just say the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Why? Because he has... Anointed who? Anointed to do what? Right, we're going to come to sharing our faith and and Jesus the next few weeks, okay? But what has he sent us to do? He sent us to bind up the brokenhearted. Notice the word, he has sent us. So God says something, we respond to it by doing whatever he says and then he does whatever he's asked us to do. So he sent us to bind up the broken heart. He proclaimed freedom for the captives, release from darkness for the prisoners, proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who, are, who mourn, to provide for those who are grieving in Zion, bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, oil of joy instead of mourning, garment of praise instead of despair. And so they become oaks of righteousness, a plant of the law for the display of his splendour, and then they then do the same as we're doing. They rebuild ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They renew the ruined cities and that, that have been devastated for generations. So they're going to then join in with what we're doing. Okay? So if you read those, we could all say yes and amen in a prayer meeting, can't we? But what God is saying is, I want you to live this. Yes in your personal life. This is, and it starts with sharing your life, okay? So the heart of God is, why does he want us to share our lives? Ultimately, to see this happen, okay? Now, here's a question for you to talk about for a few minutes. We're again in twos. Why is God saying to us to share our lives? Now, the question for us is what is my why? What is my, why do I want to share my life with others? Now, what I want you to do is be honest and say, where are you at this moment? So why do I want to share my life? What is my motive? Now, it's really, really important, okay, that we, um, we're honest in this moment, okay? Because for some, we might think, um, because I have to. Others it might be, I should do really, but I'm not. 
For others, I could do, but there's, I, I, there's other things I'm, I haven't got time to do that. Or it might be, yeah, I really want to, but I don't know how to. Or it could be, yeah, I, am, you know, I really want to, and this is who I really want to reach out to, because God's put people in this kind of setting on my heart. So what I want you to do in the next few minutes, okay, is in your, in your twos, What's your why? What's your motivation? Why do you want to check? Because what we want to know is locate, where, where am I at at the moment? Uh, we all probably want to. Maybe some of us are like, oh my word, you know, where are we going as a church? I feel like we're kind of, oh, I'm getting, you know, I'm, you know, God wants us to get us to the point where our should do's, could do's, I'm supposed to, or whatever, becomes a, man, oh really, I want to, and you can't stop yourself. Do you know what I mean? But you've got to start with where you are to say, this is where I'm at at this moment. And if you know you're not at that moment of, I really want to, this is what I'm doing, be honest and in that moment then say, Father, I ask you to come into this moment with me, do whatever you need to do in my heart so you shift me from I should do, I could do, I'm supposed to, to I really, really want to. Is that okay? So get in your twos and just share exactly where you're at, Okay. If you need to bring something out, I, I'm, I'm really struggling with this. This is challenging. This is, or, or you could say this is really exciting. I'm loving it. Uh, and all of that. Share whatever you're going to share. Okay. What is your why at this moment? What's your motivation? You might say, I want to see all of our 61 there fulfilled. I want to see that happen through my life. Brilliant. Just share exactly where you are, a minute each again, and then pray for one another. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to I'm going to give you some more time. I'm going to give you some more time as we come to a close in in five or ten minutes. Some of you need to get your kids, but we're going to give you a bit more time to talk, pray, give you some other things to think about and look at uh, in in a few minutes once we once the meeting finishes as such. But. You can continue just talking, praying, sharing around your table because we really want to earth this stuff that we are, we're looking at, at at this time. Obviously, sharing our lives, especially in the context of people that don't yet know Jesus, building relationship, and a, a, such a key part of that is trust. Because if people are going to open up their lives, they want to know that they can trust us. And... One of the, the, the question of do you feel comfortable sharing about things in your life or listening to others? Because listening to others, taking time, showing interest in what they're thinking, what's going on in their lives, their opinions and everything else is really, really important because when we're sharing our lives, what we don't want is an argument. Uh, what we want is conversations. And you know as well as I do, not everybody agrees with each other. And especially when you are a, a Christian and a believer and you've got a friend that doesn't know the Lord, you know, you're coming on at different wavelengths on many things uh, in our lives. And here's the, the age-old sort of statement. People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. So it's not about just, what's the first time you get to ram the gospel down somebody's throat? Um, we want to do this in a context of friendship, relationship and trust. 
Um, because some of the things that are going on in people's lives, there needs to be that trust to be able to have a level of conversation with them. Now, in sharing our lives, one of the, one of the phrases is, that we're using is, you have to step out of your circle into someone else's circle or life in order to invite them into your life or your circle, as it were. Now, in sharing our lives and developing friendships, our circles are going to grow. But this also raises some potential conflicts in us. So let's just look at this for a few moments. Acceptance versus approval. Often we confuse the two because there are, there are many things that people say or their view on life or their lifestyle. There are many things that we can either not accept or, or not approve or, or we just, sorry, can't go there. That's just wrong in that sense, in our minds, okay? Uh, this book that Colin uh, mentioned last week, The Gospel Comes with a House Key by Rosaria Butterfield, I'm just going to read a couple of things that she has written in here. It's very much about how we live our lives with people around us and how we, how we use our homes in that sense. But this is what she says about acceptance versus approval. She says, we need to accept people as they are. For example, this might be a challenging one. If, if the people you're building a relationship are a gay couple... Do they prefer the term wives or partners? Now, by asking them that question and calling them by that name, that might be accepting this is where they are at that moment, but not necessarily then approving of their life and behaviour. And we might struggle with, well, hang on a minute, I don't like the fact that I might call them something because, oh, that, that, that's... She says, acceptance is not the same as approval. Jesus didn't worry that people could misinterpret his friendships. Jesus dined with sinners. He didn't sin with sinners. Society has mixed up the two. Society says, you can't love me if you don't approve of me or my choices. Now, that's obviously dangerous and, and obviously not true. This lady says here, I have many friends that I dearly love but I don't approve of a lot of their choices and nor they mine. Whether that's fashion, parenting, what to watch on TV, financial decisions, political parties, uh, religious beliefs and so on. People need to know that we accept them despite sometimes not approving of their lifestyle or things they're saying. We need to earn trust that they know that we are a safe person with whom they can share their lives and even their secrets. So I think what she's basically saying is, let's not come with a judgmental approach, which is why we looked at the whole culture of grace and everything. But let's invite people into our lives and as we share our lives, walls and barriers begin to come down. So we're not, we're not here to get into arguments with people because often if, if you end up in an argument, you're just trying to win the argument, often you'll lose the person. Yeah. And we're not here to win an argument in that sense. Um, 
that doesn't mean we, we don't stick to the truth and all of that, but a lot of it is how you say it. We're going to come to a lot of that stuff over the next few weeks. So here's a few thoughts, okay, just to help us with where we want to go with some of our conversations. The approval acceptance thing is really, really important, okay, that we do accept people in terms of where they are, okay, but God wants to take people from where they are to where he wants them to be in the same way he's doing that in our lives. He takes us from where we are to where he wants us to be as we, we walk with him. So here's a couple of questions or, or statements, first of all. Your home, or first of your life is a gift. Your home is a gift. Do you see your home as God's gift to you to use for the furtherance of his kingdom? Do you see your home as something more than just your home? Do you see your home as a castle or as an open door for other people's lives? Is it a castle or open door? Your home might be the only house in your street that has the presence of God in it. You might be the only believer, your household, in your street. So your home, you are a gift, your home is a gift. There's some things there about your home. We're going to give you some things to talk about, just share and then pray about in a few moments. Here's another part of sharing our lives. Serve those around you. Firstly then, are you aware of the needs of the people around your life, particularly those that don't know the Lord in the context that we're we're talking about Are you aware of people's needs? And if possible, can you meet those needs? There are some needs going on in people's lives that are, we're not going to be able to meet them on one level, depending on what it is, okay? If they're in major debt, you know, and all this, it's not that you're going to be able to pay their debt. You know, they actually need help in a different way, okay? Now, we might be able to help them get that specific help they need. So are you aware of people's needs and can you help to meet that need in some way? way, okay? Without going into any details, because uh, I can't, um, uh, Jane and I, in our, in our community where we live, because serving others around you flows on to this, create community where you are. Now, just hear me here for a moment, there are steps in what God is doing in each of us. So don't think this morning I'm, I'm saying to you, if, if, you're, if, if you see your home as a castle, right, at the moment, and you, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can really have people around my house. I'm not sure what that's going to be like. Or I'd, I just would feel quite, I don't know what, you know, I'd, I don't know how to host people. Say you're at that point at this moment, okay, and God, your next step would be simply just to invite one or two people around, and, f- and that might be a big deal for you. If I'm saying here, create community where you are, for, for one person that might be, that's just off my radar, can't even go there. It's too many steps down the path. Fine, don't, don't, you can just park what I'm going to say for a minute and your next step might be, I just need to have people across the threshold of my house. For others of you, you might be at a point where you're like, Clive, we have people around quite a lot and do this sort of thing. Well, maybe part of what God is saying to you is create community where you are. Now, that might be possible more for some than others, depending on where you live and what, it, what is it like around where you live. For Jane and I, where we live, where the houses are, in the middle between the houses and where we are, there's this whole garden area and, and everything. And so since we've been there, we've, we've organised a few sort of little community events um, around Christmas, 
when I say carol singing, not inviting everybody to come and carol sing, because a lot of people are like, don't ask us to come and carol sing. Um, but in our particular street. But having some carol music, carols playing with a fire pit and some Christmassy food and music and mulled wine, people coming out. We had 40, 50 people coming out, you know, just to hang out and build. And although we have a community WhatsApp group, most people don't, have never met each other. They have on a WhatsApp, but not... And people started to chat, engage, get to know each other. What do you do? Oh, it's great to meet you. I didn't know. Oh, you're so-and-so. And all of that. And we, we did thing around bonfire night. Uh, we've done thing around the Jubilee. We've done a few things, and we're becoming a bit known as the people who do the community things. Um, some of you might... That's too far down there for me. I can't handle that. That's fine, OK? For others of you, you might be, wow, yeah, I could do that. Now... We are used to, on one level, being community as a people, as a church. We're used to being with people in different contexts. Um, if you need to get your kids, you can go and grab them and bring them down. Um, so create, create community where you are. And you can use different times in the year to help you do that uh, in, in different ways, OK? Um, it's, it's just simply trying to find ways of connecting people, first of all. And stuff just starts coming up in conversations. What do you do? La, 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 la. And the next thing you know, you, you might be talking about stuff uh, with them, OK? Sharing life naturally will end up becoming conversations about life and things going on. And naturally, as we'll look at, faith will come into it as you get into those conversations, OK? So there's... You're a gift, your home is a gift. Serve those around you and create community where you are. There's three things there, okay? Your home, people serve around you and create community. What I want you to do, okay, we're going to close in, in a moment and is just spend a few minutes, spend some time before you go and grab a coffee. Okay, we're going to put a few questions up, a few slates up there, okay? And if you could put them up uh, for us, these, these are the slates. Firstly, there's nothing like the present, okay? Who are you going to schedule time with? Now, what I encourage you to do before you leave here is get your phone out or your diary out and put something in there and say, right, this afternoon at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock, whatever it is, I'm going to contact whoever it is about meeting up this week. Now, you might have already done that because you're already going to meet up with somebody or you're inviting them around your home or whatever it might be. But who is it that you're going to share life with and, and actually sometime today put it in your diary, right, I'm going to contact that person and invite them. Is this all right? Yeah. This is called doing the word. Is that all right? Yeah. Otherwise, we'll have good intentions and when we come back next week and we say, how would you get on? And you go, well, I never got around to that because um, it was going to be too challenging. Right. So what we're doing, we're trying to encourage each other. Let's step over the line than we've been before. And some of it might be like, oh, my word, I've got to talk to this person. Or whatever it's going to be. Maybe start with just going for a walk, going out for a coffee. Do something with someone that you know, yeah, that's fine. I, I, I'm used to doing that. And, and in that. Is that okay? Okay. And then other questions. How do you see your home? Is it a castle open door? If you see it as a castle, what's your next step in that? What needs to change so that it starts to become an open door? Serve those around you. What needs are there around them? If possible, can you meet those needs? Create community and so on. And then the acceptance, approval um, questions. So what I want you to do is get into your groups, 
and you can share together, you can pray together around any of those things that are relevant for you as to what your next step is, okay, from this morning in relation to any of those things. It doesn't have to be all of those things, but just for you in your world, what is your next step this week to share your life? Share that with the person with you and then pray together and, and in, in relation to that, what might need to change in you and your thinking or I'm, 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 this is freaking me out or man, I, I'm lo- looking forward to this, whatever it might be. Okay, let me just pray and then you guys can carry on and just chat and pray. Father, I thank you for what you're doing amongst us. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're leading us. Thank you that when we respond to you, your grace kicks in to do and to live what you're leading us to live. And so, Father, I thank you that you help us all to take a next step this week in terms of what this is going to look like so that we are doing the word. We are living what you are saying. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you enable it by your grace in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, encourage you to do that. If you want to give your tithes and offerings this morning, you can do, obviously, on the way out in the hub. So spend a bit of time. If anybody wants to go and grab a coffee, then come back in and carry on talking. Please do that as well. Okay? Bless you. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.